0: There is one story that every person is a part of, and it goes like this. God created us out of love to be in relationship with Him. But our trust in God was broken by sin, and we became separated from Him. So God sent Jesus Christ into the world to redeem us and restore us to new life. We all belong within the big, universal story of God's redeeming love. But at the same time, we each have our own individual experiences with God. Our encounters with His grace, mercy, hope, healing. These moments are as unique and unrepeatable as we are. And they are stories that are meant to be shared. You're listening to The Story, a podcast by St. Andrew the Apostle Catholic Church. In each episode, a different member of our community tells the story of a personal experience in their journey to know and follow the Lord. Hello, and welcome to our first full episode of The Story. If you haven't listened to our two-minute introduction episode, then I invite you to pause here and go listen to that first. It'll give you some helpful insight into what this podcast is and what you can expect from it. All right. Now that you've been introduced to this project, let's get started. In this first episode, I'm excited to share a conversation that I had with our pastor, Father John Linden. Now, I should insert a quick disclaimer here, which is that we broke our own rules for the first episode, and what you're about to hear isn't so much a story as it is a discussion that gives you a behind-the-scenes look into the kind of conversations among parish staff members which led to this podcast. Father John and I dive into the topic of sharing the gospel with others, something that we know we're supposed to do as Christian disciples, but often don't feel equipped to do. And don't worry, if you're chomping at the bit to hear someone's personal story, next week's episode features a story from someone you've probably been curious to get to know more. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Without further ado, here's Father John. So Father John, thank you for sitting down with me. I wanted to Just pick your brain a little bit about this podcast and why we're doing it, and could you just talk a little bit about um, why did you say yes when we brought this idea to you about doing a podcast to share people's stories at the parish?
1: Well, this goes back to our DMI, if anybody remembers our Discipleship Maker Index that Mm -hmm. we took shortly after I came. Uh, the diocese had put it out and we were it was in conjunction with other dioceses as a pilot program to mm-hmm. kind of, you know, take a survey and get some kind of picture of where we are And literally and, and they most of what we were focused on or it was focused on is discipleship. And what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it didn't really explain that, but it was so it was kind of focused on what they the, the at least the survey was trying to pick up on of elements of what is a real disciple. And of course, the a real disciple or a disciple, when we're thinking about Jesus, he says, go out and tell the world, tell the world the good news. So that, I think, is the core reality or the core um element that they wanted to try to help parishes and the whole diocese to, are we doing that? Are we doing that as Catholics? Are we doing that at St. Andrew Catholics? Um, And so one of the things that came out of that survey that was across the board, it wasn't just St. Andrew, but it caught my eye. It was the number one thing that caught my eye. Um, And it was that, in general, we as Catholics— don't share our faith. We don't go out and talk about it. Um, And we don't even talk about it within the house.
0: Right, yeah.
1: We don't talk about it within the family. It's just not something that is a culturally practiced thing for Catholics. We know other Christians that are all about it. Um, And so I said, how do we do that? And so that sparked the ideas of what brought on this podcast is well, we do it by just doing it. Mm-hmm. Literally, let's start mm-hmm. talking about our faith. Let's, and let's provide opportunities for uh, the rest, all of the family, to start just getting used to talking about our faith. So when you want to do so, build a new culture, you, you, you've got to, again, just do it. Yeah, you, you have to just, just start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought, simply you know, it doesn't have to be profound. And we're gonna, I know you're, pro- you're going to plan on asking me on what are some of the things yeah. that slow this down, but yeah. I, I didn't want it to be anything that's profound. We're not going right. to go out there and, and give doctrine away. We're not going to teach about the catechism, the Catholic right. church. That can come, of course, at times, and people are really good at that. But this is just about my walk and my journey with right. Jesus. How can I be more comfortable doing it? Well, one of the ways I can be more comfortable is Hearing others do it around me, so that becomes normal.
0: Yeah, it normalizes it.
1: Mm -hmm. It's not just oh wow, that one person talks a lot about their faith, but nobody else does. Right, yeah. I like that guy up there on the altar. He's always (laughs) talking about stuff. Oh, that
0: Father John with his homilies and all of that. Yeah, I think I think uh, as humans we follow the crowd a little bit and we pick up our cues on how we should behave. Um, sometimes just by what we see other people doing. So if you have like a set community like a parish or a church and you don't see other people talking about it, then you think, oh well, I' maybe I'm just not supposed to talk about it. Um, and like you said, then people who do kind of become outliers mm-hmm. um, when in reality, um, we're all called, we're all called to do that, but in our own way, um, which is why we thought we could do this podcast to, facilitate it a little bit uh, with people in the parish who maybe aren't used to talking to maybe a group of people, um, but who can sit down and just tell a story one-on-one. Um, I don't know. I, I'm sure you've met so many parishioners now in the last how long? couple of years now that you've been here. And I'm sure you hear stories from people all the time about how God is working in their life. Oftentimes, just the small everyday things Um, And so we know that those stories are out there, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And we just, this is like an effort to try to find them Mm -hmm. and to share them so that other people can hear them too. And I always think, oh, I wish that everybody could hear that. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the benefits that you mentioned is that when we do hear somebody talk about the faith, that it sparks something in us. Mm -hmm. But what do you think that other benefits are when we do talk about the faith? Uh, One of the ones you mentioned in our family.
1: Yeah, and to start with, you again. I going back to what, how do we build that culture, and what is slowing it down? Is oftentimes we think, and even I do, Mm -hmm. that I've got to convince this other person about how good Jesus is. Yeah, and I've got to, you know, and if I don't uh, have it all figured out before I start speaking about it, and can answer all the questions they have. I'm not starting, and that's what we think discipleship is. And so, really, when I was looking through this discipleship um, uh, maker index, I think we we have to define what that means. Right. And and I think being a disciple, there's the apostles were disciples. They went out. The bishops are disciples. Mm-hmm. Priests are disciples. Religious consecrated people in the world are disciples. And so are mothers and fathers, and so are brothers and sisters and and sons and daughters. We are all disciples. So what does that mean? If I have not gone to seminary and studied for eight years and Mm -hmm. don't know the faith the way Father knows the faith, Mm -hmm. I still have just as strong a journey open to me with Jesus as Father does. And in fact, I may be doing better with my journey than (laughs) Father is. And I can talk about that. That is, like you said, we hear stories. People can tell stories, yeah. They, and that the whole point of this is to let's just get used to doing that, just telling my story. Um, and so, uh, in fact, I kind of got off here and forgot your original question.
0: <laughs> oh, I was just asking about like sharing in, in the our, in our family. Yeah, and I and I, you're right. We we people tell stories so easily, and I think about like families, I always picture my family sitting around the dinner table, and my dad would say, how was your day? Mm -hmm. And we would talk about school, we'd talk about friends, we'd talk about this or that. Um, We talk about the people in our lives that are Mm -hmm. significant to us. We talk about our most important relationships, but it always strikes me um, that we often, uh, as Christians, as Catholics, fail to do that same thing with the Lord. So how does it help our relationships with others if we talk about our faith
1: yeah and i think start with the negative and then go to the positive positive. one of the things that stops us is that it can be a perceived thing that i'm trying to evangelize this right. person just right. because i'm talking about jesus on both my part and the other you know and and i don't want to look like that's what i'm doing yeah <laughs> and so that again is why we're doing all this mm-hmm. to get used to to just talking about jesus without you know Without a an, an ulterior motive, yeah, no agenda, no agenda. Yeah. That because that other person's relationship with Jesus is totally different than mine, right. and I, I'm just and I would certainly love that they have a a, mm-hmm. a a relationship with Jesus, and and that's what a disciple is. But I'm not going to force that. Right. So I'm really it's it's finding a way to talk and even among the family, in more mm-hmm. gentle ways where you're not. You know dropping this bomb in there to just you know uh, disrupt everybody's train of thought and get them on my train of thought me and jesus right. um but actually just being comfortable with and it can be the slightest things about how that your day went uh and how the lord brought some peace through this you know event that happened mm-hmm. today and i just felt the lord's peace there Something as simple as that. Right, right. Instead of, you know, because of that, it took me to, you know, a, a homily that father had, and now <laughs> I am really understanding this aspect of my the doctrine of our faith better. And, and you know, and right. some people get all Certainly having a, a joy doing things like that, but it really is it's telling stories with a sensitivity uh, to both the Lord and the other person. That's in front of me. And yeah. and that only can be done well by practicing. Right. I mean, you're going to say things in your family and people are going to take offense and, mm-hmm. and you're going to say things in your workplace and people are going to think you're you've got an agenda. And it may come off that way, even though you don't, but you're never going to learn how to do it where it doesn't sound like that without right. doing it.
0: Yeah, and if you don't do it, like you don't want to try something uh, that's totally foreign to you for the first time in like a strange or hostile, not hostile, maybe it's not the right word, but in a environment that is not maybe on the same page as you. Yeah. So practicing with people who you know have a common ground with you, like people at your parish, <laughs> can really help you do it the first few times. Uh, because you know that they're going to at least give you the benefit of the doubt and not take offense to some of the things that you say um, that are kind of just basic mm-hmm. to the And faith.
1: even if they do, like within right. your family, they're not going to be able to get away from you. Right. You're not going <laughs> to run away because they're, they're stuck with you. You're right. stuck with them. Right. So it's a perfect opportunity to begin to grow mm-hmm. used to doing mm-hmm. this yeah. um, It w- in a safe way. A generally safe place yeah yeah and that's why again going back to what you asked at the beginning why did we want to start this and why did i say yes to this podcast right away before we can go out to the world and start this gentle talk about my walk with the lord we got a chance to do it right here yeah yeah. and and grow used to it as a family because this is saint andrew is our extended family Mm -hmm. and if i can grow Calm and figure out how to kind of do it and what not to do, uh, and and really, it's just more or less getting used to it because we we tell right. stories very well. Generally, people tell stories very well. Um, it's it, once we get used to that, mm-hmm. I realize wow, just going out and you know being at the workplace at lunch or whatever, it's just about telling a story. Yeah, you know, and the light little story of, of a good thing that happened, and Jesus said plant seeds. He didn't say build buildings. He, right. he said, plant a mustard seed. Don't, you know, wait, don't, you know, produce a tree. It really is a lot simpler than mm-hmm. we think. Mm-hmm. And and so learning how to do it in very simple ways here makes me confident to go out in my yeah. school and especially with Definitely. the young people to just, I don't have to convince all my, siblings, all my uh, schoolmates about Jesus and about St. Andrew, and about the Catholic Church. I just got to talk to them about what's going on in me. They're going to see the joy and the light in that story, and that's the seed.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then the Holy Spirit waters that and lets it yeah. and helps it to grow. I don't have to do that mm-hmm. part of it.
0: Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about the factor of our relationship with the Lord and the joy and the light that we have to share that you mentioned?
1: Yeah, the one thing that's so awesome is that there is no two people who have the same story. There's no two people who have the same relationship with Jesus. He has a very unique relationship with you and with me that is totally different from everybody else. And yet, your relationship with him somehow relates to my relationship with him. There are elements that are the same uh, because we're human and he is God. Uh, he's divine. And so the way that we relate to him, uh, in and in especially since he became human, you know, if we think about it, it was all about coming to a a, a level where he can relate. So it is all about relationship. Mm-hmm. And so the more I share my relationship mm-hmm. with him uh, is the more, in a sense, he's sharing his relationship with mm-hmm. another. Um and, and so I do think that that is a, a very important part of, and I did forget again, so we'll have to go back to <laughs> what was your original question. I can do that, redo no, this one. No, you answered it Wonderful.
0: Yeah, I mean, I just think that, yeah, no, you answered it. I mean, I, I really was wanting to talk about the concept of that people compare themselves yep. to other people. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's important. And then also. Um,
1: but that's a good aspect. Mm-hmm. People compare my relationship with Jesus. That can stop. People from giving, yes. they telling yes. their story. Because yeah. my, it doesn't sound as good as that one. Uh, I can't compare my relationship to Jesus with anyone else. I can't. They can't compare theirs with me. There's no two the same. Right. And and so, for instance, when we read the lives of the saints, we could say, oh, "Look at that saint. Look at how amazing they are. Look at how God interacted with that person." And yes, He interacts different with other people, mm-hmm. and sometimes in radically different ways. But that doesn't mean that that is the only way that he is going to relate or the only way he has to relate or the only way he wants to relate. Mm-hmm. He has a particular way he wants to relate to you and to me. Um, and if I am not willing to share that way that he has related, mm-hmm. even if it's wrong, how do I have a uh, how do I stumble into comparing myself with a mm-hmm. saint? Because they told me about their relationship. Um, so what am I doing? I'm 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 holding back some more of God for the world, a very unique aspect of God from the world mm-hmm. that will only come through me, mm-hmm. not from anybody else, no other saint. And so bless that saint for being willing to tell about their unique story. Mm-hmm. And so that is what I think can, again, help to take away this fear that we have of and comparisons that we put out there. It's my walk with Jesus is uncomparable. It's incomparable to anyone else.
0: Yeah. I think that kind of leads me into a couple of other reservations that people have that I wanted us to just touch on. Uh, So that's one is comparing to other people. And that often leads us to feel insecure and doubt our own experiences, Mm -hmm. especially when you hear somebody that has this amazing conversion story or this amazing encounter with God, like Moses at the burning bush kind of encounter. You think, well, I don't have anything Mm -hmm. to share. But if other people share things that are not as, quote unquote, big moments, Mm -hmm. but are nonetheless powerful and deeply uh, personal, significant moments with the Lord, (laughs) the more people realize, oh, I could share that too. And that's already started happening some of the other ways that we've been trying to share people's stories at the parish is through the bulletin. Um, through the website, through Flocknow, and through the Holy Hour, um, on first Thursday of the month, Adoration with Praise and Worship, we've been having a different parishioner come in and share a reflection on a scripture passage of their choosing. When we got really positive feedback from that, I think it was the first little sign to us of people are receptive to Mm -hmm. hearing other people's Mm -hmm. stories, um, especially when they're just relatable, normal People, yep. not your saints or who wear a collar or, or a habit. When they see people that dress like them, and their they go, or their kids go to school with them, or they see them at at work, at, when they see those people getting up and sharing, it empowers you a little mm-hmm.
1: bit. Yeah, and on the re- reverse, in a positive way, people. A lot of people are out there are having experiences with Jesus. Um, that that, and in fact, I would say this, Marissa. There's no experience with Jesus that's not amazing. Yeah. So, you know, oh, no, I, I, I didn't have that. We, right. we, If you had anything, you've had a, an amazing mm-hmm. encounter with Jesus. But a lot of people don't realize that others are having amazing. So on the opposite of this, we see yes. the saints, but we don't realize my, all these people in the parish I'm sitting beside every week, they're having encounters with Jesus.
0: Yes, yeah.
1: And I just don't know it. I just kind of, we're just kind of here on sunday and experiencing mass we're to go back to our work and Mm -hmm. and and i know that i'm having an experience with jesus but you know sometimes i can look around the room and think well they're you know they're good they're doing their duty on the weekend but they're you know when i see them i only see them in the context of school of sports of some other secular activity outside of what we do on sunday so i don't know that they're having a personal walk with Jesus. Right. Until I hear that story and I realize, "Oh my gosh, I didn't know that about them. We didn't yeah. never heard this aspect." And and that f- helps people to be freed up now to think, "Well, they should hear my story. I, I yeah. they, they don't know that something happened to me that right. was very close to that." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and I was kind of afraid I was the only one that mm-hmm. experienced that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm always I'm just constantly amazed by people at Saint. Andrew uh, who maybe I've seen them in the pews for years but we've never talked and we talk and they they share something that's going on with them or that that happened and it's I'm always I guess I'm just blown away by what God does in everyone's lives and so I'm I just have this desire to help people share it mm-hmm. uh, because some people will say, I'm afraid of public speaking I can't get up and talk in front of people <laughs> but I say you know or you just told me that story or you just told Dominic that story or Janet or, or Deca Doug or Father John so you can sit down and do that with one person <laughs> um, and then maybe baby steps maybe yep. you can talk to your small group about it your bible study about it or something like that so not everybody has to get up and and share in front of a group of people. And when people do, it doesn't have to be the same. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has to. That's the other thing, you know, is we, okay, well, I, I was brave enough and I had the courage to share it, but I don't think I did a very good job. Mm-hmm. I stumbled oh. over my words or yeah. I forgot what I was going to say, or I lost my place. And um, in fact, our humanity or, or that flaws, again i think empower is empowering to other people it makes
1: it actually easier to receive yeah when yeah. people see oh wow they're not polished mm-hmm. uh, father constantly has you know mixes his words up here and there and it, i think yeah. that is when god allows that to happen mm-hmm. i'm so happy with it because again we are n- not i'm going to say this this uh, and it's going to sound weird at first but we are not exceptional mm. Um, the ordinary with God is, is not exceptional. His ordinary relationship with us is, is ordinary. Um, every one of our walks, he doesn't, he doesn't wait until we've got it perfected and our, uh, our grammar all together before he starts a relationship with us. So why am I waiting till that's all together? I get it all together before I start talking about this relationship right, right. that happened in all of my weaknesses and continues in all of my weaknesses.
0: Mm-hmm. That reminds me, so there was a quote that I was talking with Dominic Bruno about, our director of evangelization, and uh, he said it always bothers me that people misquote St. Francis as having said, preach the gospel at all times and if necessary, use words, implying that he was saying You don't need to use your words Mm -hmm. to, to show Jesus to the world. You can do it through your actions. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say that our actions can't demonstrate our faith. That's often a very good place for us to start. Mm -hmm. Uh, but Dominic posed the question to me. He said, well, when will it be necessary? Like, what are we waiting for when it's necessary to use words? Because we don't know, Mm -hmm. we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, certainly we've learned that this year mm-hmm. um, with with the pandemic so um,
1: yeah i think sometimes in what he's probably onto is as well uh, is i oh, it's very true that i can i should preach always mm-hmm. even if i'm not speaking but i can't use that as an excuse right to say oh i don't want to say anything you know that could you know upset the apple cart here right no there's going to be times when i It's, it's what the Lord wants me to do. And, 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 and again, working with the Holy Spirit, just like when father gives a homily on Sunday, the more you do it, the more you get used to this Mm -hmm. co work that we do together, Mm -hmm. because really what it comes down to, and I've, over the years of learning how to preach and learning how to let go, that's the key. It's learning how to trust. Yeah. Um, and, and let it go, let it go and trust that the Holy Spirit is work, is doing more of the work mm-hmm. and will not just abandon you and leave you hanging. So going back to what you were saying earlier about people, they're so afraid to, I can't do that. I can't get up and talk in front of everybody. You and I both know how many we've already had get up and, and talk at our holy hours mm-hmm. Every one of them said the same thing before, yeah. And every one of them say the same thing after. Oh, that wasn't so bad. I, I in fact, like doing that. It's
0: very freeing. I think people find, um, like, somebody said to me, well, "That's the first time I've I've done that." And I sent it to my family mm-hmm. to watch, and that's the first time they've heard me talk about my faith for that extended amount of time um so it's very it's very cool for people to be able to show their authentic self because our relationship with god is part of us and so we feel often probably because of the culture that we live in that we have to keep it hidden Mm -hmm. and protected in case it gets attacked or misunderstood or misinterpreted or you know the list goes on so I, it's really been, been cool to see that happening. So mm-hmm. I, I, I'm excited to have that happen more as, as we do this with more people and sit down with
1: them. Yeah, I think another element too that we have that, that is a freedom is that we live in a pretentious world. You know, you have to put on a good show. If you're gonna make it in this uh, you know area of work, if you're gonna make it in that academic study, you've got to be the one that really has it together. Like you were saying earlier, what is so nice is that as we share the Lord, uh, we can uh, open up a comfort zone where I don't have to pretend anymore. This is who I am, mm-hmm. and the Lord is okay with that. Mm-hmm. And so if the world isn't okay with that, that's not my problem. Mm-hmm. That's the world's problem. Yeah. Um, so I think it, yeah, and I've seen and watched our, our children here, my brothers and sisters, become so comfortable with just being who they are. And as you just said, that's freedom.
0: It really is. So, it's it's a very good thing and we're we're doing our best here to kind of just hit the ground running with this we said, okay, we got kind of low results, not so great on the I can't remember what the question was exactly, mm-hmm. but it was about how often or how regularly do people share from a personal perspective about their faith. Mm-hmm. And so we said, all right, well, like you said, let's let's just start doing it. Yeah. So we're opening this up to uh, anybody who has something to share. We want to sit down and capture it. So for people that are on the fence, kind of like you said, some of the people that have done the Holy Hour who mm-hmm. agreed, but were nervous about it. Uh, what do you say to people that say, well, I'm not sure if that thing that happened in my life was God? Mm-hmm. How do how do we know? How do we know whether it's a thing that we should be sharing?
1: Very good question. You know, how do I? I like how you said that. How do I know that that was something with God? Everything has God involved. Mm-hmm. Everything, and the more we talk about it, the more we is like we process it. It's just yeah. like a contemplative way of of discovering even more of God in it. And how many times? and everybody out there could I'm sure relate to this it really didn't come as clear until I said it to somebody yeah and then it opened up the door to it opened up my mind to seeing my heart to seeing how wow God's even i there's I didn't even say it enough how much he's involved in this and that's like I was saying earlier about preaching the 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 more you do it the more you trust entrust it the more you give it to God the more you There are times up there I'm oftentimes I'm given a homily and I almost have to stop and go, wow, that was amazing. And I didn't prep that before I came in here. Yeah. That was the Holy Spirit just taking my tongue and going. Just
0: taking the wheel.
1: Yep. And he will, he loves to do that, but he can't do it without my permission. Mm -hmm. And I have to. Let it go. And so, yeah, I may tell, and, and, and I'm sure people out there could say this, I may tell the story one time and it wasn't so good. It's, I wasn't so satisfied with it. But then I keep telling the story mm-hmm. and, it be, and I, I start to discover more things in it. And then yet I will hear somebody say the first time I said it, move their lives and they've changed their hearts about something. So mm-hmm. the way I think about how it's presented doesn't necessarily at all have the same, have, it, be, it doesn't necessarily all at all have to be the same as the perception of the one receiving it. Mm. That's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. That's not my business. That's, That's what the Holy Spirit's doing with them.
0: Right, right. That's amazing. So we've talked about this sometimes as a staff. Um, there's a statistic out there from the Pew Center for Research, which was that uh, only 60% of self identified Catholics believe that. God is a personal God, Mm -hmm. and about, and of that number, it's a smaller amount that believe that God is a personal God that they can have a relationship with, and that's very different statistically to, like, Protestant Mm -hmm. Christianity, and I wanted to ask, sometimes I've even heard people say, well, talking about a personal relationship with Jesus or sharing a testimony, that's a Protestant thing. Mm -hmm. I want to keep my faith private. Mm -hmm. It's a private thing, um, and what, what do you say I think, to those people? Because some of that, I think, is just how people grew up.
1: Yeah, it is. It goes back to what I was saying a little earlier. We kind of, you know, for just if it's just Sunday, we come and do, and you know, Mass is the most amazing thing on earth. And that's what we have as Catholics. It's so amazing. But I don't even have a clue. I am so short of seeing how amazing that is, even now. Uh, but if I just see it as like this, corporate thing that we do. like we This is what we all do. We come and do mm-hmm. this corporate thing, um, but we don't talk about this personal part of it, mm-hmm. um, putting it into the box of a corporate when actually the mass is not even supposed to be that. Mm-hmm. The mass is supposed to be a very personal walk with me and Jesus, with me and my brothers mm-hmm. and sisters and Jesus. It's mm-hmm. all supposed to be personal. And so, the reality is, is this habit we've all gotten into, and I'm not chastising anyone. I was a big part of it, and right. I'm still struggling to get out of it. Is when I say my my relationship is is personal, or I don't share my relationship. Mm-hmm. The reality is that's saying exactly opposite. I don't have a personal relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not engaged. Mm-hmm. If I can't engage another, because as I went going way back to the beginning. If I can't engage an other, I'm missing some part of Jesus that only that other mm-hmm. can give me, mm-hmm. and that other is missing some part of Jesus that only I can give them. Mm-hmm. So I am being very impersonal, mm-hmm. in a sense, if I don't engage. Again, all of us have different um, abilities. We're we're introverts, extroverts. So that's that's a mm-hmm. given. Not everybody's going to just be you know a game show hosted talking about Jesus, <laughs> right? Um, but that not everybody else is that way either. And so the beauty of, of encouraging all of our children to talk, all of the flock to talk, is that no matter what who you are, no matter what you say, yeah, one person over there might not relate to you mm-hmm. as much as you wish they would, but somebody over there related mm-hmm. to my story, mm-hmm. and they never would have heard it if I was worried about the way that one receives it. Right, And so... I, that again is I have to do that every Sunday, standing up in front of. Them. I know that not everybody's going to hear, it, and it's amazing how everybody hears it a little different. Um, that I I I've been given a gift, and I don't mean just me, Father John. I mean you, mm-hmm. every one of us have been given a gift that is not for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's been given to me for somebody else. If I hold on to that and I don't give that gift away. Then it's not a gift. Um, uh, it, it was a, I was hoarding something the Lord gave that I was supposed to give away, and so that I think is is what we just have to get used to. I don't want anybody to feel chastised whatsoever. It's mm-hmm. again, it's been a culture. We we all grew up in it, just thinking that's we don't do that. We do the corporate right. thing,
0: right? Yeah, and that's the statistic that I mentioned um, is talked about a lot by Sherry Waddell, who wrote mm-hmm. Forming Intentional Disciples. And she talks about a concept of a spiral of silence, which is kind of what we, we opened with talking about, which is that if you don't hear other people talking about it, you don't think you're supposed to, or you feel stifled, and then you don't talk about it, so somebody else doesn't hear you talking about it. Mm-hmm. And it, it literally it's a spiral of silence. Mm-hmm. And the impact that that has on younger generations of our, our youth and our kids is um, for bringing them to mass is a great example. Uh, and it's just something that you do, like mechanical corporate thing. I, I think there's an assumption that it, they'll like absorb it like by osmosis. Mm-hmm. But we sometimes forget, like we some things are so simple and we think that they're obvious and so we don't say them. Mm-hmm. We just, it's, I think it's the assumption that everybody else who's in the pews next to me gets it too. Mm -hmm. everybody else who is in the the pews we're all on the same level and that's not the reality Mm -hmm. at all and so rather than it being a chastisement like you were saying of you know you haven't been sharing it's i i would view it as we want to encourage people that you have something that you don't even realize that you might you probably don't even realize that you have Mm -hmm. and it's amazing and it's beautiful and god gave it to you and so let us help you Mm -hmm. let's help you share it Mm -hmm. so and you that, have the yeah. permission to do it. Yes, yes. Giving people permission, giving them freedom, um, is is what we're we're all about here. So, I'm really hopeful that this project is going to help St. Andrew feel like you said earlier more of a safe place for people to talk about their relationship with God, um, and and to talk about their challenges and their mm-hmm. relationship with God. We need a safe place for that. We need a home, and that's mm-hmm. I, you talk about this. Like this is your home um whoever you're talking to Mm -hmm. this is this is everybody's home this is where we all belong and so i'm just i'm excited to hopefully see that grow through the holy spirit it will it will yeah
1: what we're doing now is just the the seed Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. i do believe that again the freedom that it brings as we talked about in the beginning the freedom of being released not having to be pretentious not having to show Mm -hmm. i can i can be um is contagious it's mm-hmm. contagious and so it'll grow we just have to be confident and, and let the Holy Spirit trust in the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. uh, and he's he's got bigger sight he's got bigger plans than we even know
0: yeah we don't even know where this is going mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, lastly so just to close do you have anything you'd like to say to anybody who's listening about this well
1: I, there's this it's more practical but sometimes again there are different people here different things in different ways that resp- that they respond to and so how do i do this how do i talk to other people one person at a time mm. you will never talk to anybody except one person at a time and what do i mean by that even when i'm sitting up there at, at the ambo and preaching to 2,000 people hope to god someday we'll be back there one day yep um I'm not speaking to 2,000 people, I'm speaking to one person 2,000 times. Everybody's receiving it mm-hmm. as themselves. Mm-hmm. It's not this big corporate body of people mm-hmm. all hearing me at the same time and all having a judgment of me with mm-hmm. their collective thoughts and minds. And mm-hmm. No, it's one person. Mm-hmm. And so I, it, it's, that makes it much more easy when I'm talking to realize, wait a minute, they're all hearing me as a single mm-hmm. person, as one other. So that's how I have grown used to just talking. It Doesn't matter how many people there are in the room, or mm-hmm. I'm just talking to one at a time. Mm-hmm. That's the way they're receiving it, and so that's the way I give it. Um, and uh, and 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 again, um, that is a way of finding the freedom.
0: To... Yeah, and that image is that image is how God. Mm-hmm talks to us yes that's that's how he does it um like what you were saying earlier so um that's he doesn't talk really, to really, us collectively no, he talks exactly. to you and to me yes so all right well thank you for sitting down and chatting and hopefully we'll have you back on to check in again maybe as this gets going we hope that this goes far at our parish so until then thank you
1: thank we'll you all right god bless
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of The Story. Tune in next week to hear our newest deacon, Gordon Prepsky, share the story of his journey to discover Christ and how he came to the Catholic Church after exploring other denominations. If you have a story from your personal faith journey that you'd like to share with others through this podcast or by other means, you can let us know by filling out the form at saintandrewselineorg witness.